We're going. Mic isn't it, check. Isn't what? it crazy that the the uh, Radiohead album was named after the Jerky Pablo Boys? Honey? It was right. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy to me. For those that don't know, there's a prank phone call by the Jerky Boys, one of the funnier comedy groups in the world, which is just prank phone calls. And a guy just calls up and he goes, Pablo, Pablo, honey, come to Florida. And Pablo just goes, who the fuck is this? Pablo, honey, come to Florida. It's that for a while. And then he just goes, are you washing your ass, Pablo? And he's like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) And then Radio Album's first album, which came out in 93. Is it that old? It's called Pablo, honey. Really? It's 93? Yeah, that's when Creep came out. Wow. I was, there was just, there was just a huge, like a big article, cause it's, uh, like 20 years since OK Computer. So I just was yes. reading like, uh, like an oral history basically of, oral, of OK Computer came out in Rolling Stone, which was pretty cool. And so I was reading about that. Yeah. They did mention that. I went to visit my girlfriend in Philadelphia. I was, a, I was home for the summer in 97, landscaping with my college degree, <laughs> saving up money to move out to Los Angeles. And I went to visit my girlfriend in Philadelphia. And we were watching MTV, and the only thing over and over again was um, the OK Computer song, Karma Police. Oh, yeah. And the Puff Daddy song with uh, with Mace, I'm Coming Out. Oh, yeah. I and, love that song. And, you know, it had like the uh, posthumous Biggie Smalls yeah, on Yeah, yeah. They watch him on a monitor in a spaceship. Yeah. B.I.J.O. B-I-G-P-O. It's so much work for that guy to get a word out of his mouth, dude. Did you ever see that clip of him like where he's like 17 and rapping around the street? Uh, I think I've seen some of that like on Behind the Music. Dude. I've never watched the whole YouTube. Is it's he just crashing it? It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's really good. The only thing, I, I never got into Biggie Smalls that much, man. I know his, uh, I know his hits. I saw Notorious. I was hanging out with a bunch of people. Oh, you saw Notorious? I was hanging out with a bunch of people. You know how you do that sometimes. You like, what are we doing? And it's we are doing something you do you wouldn't do. Well, it's like you go. Like I was in Miami, uh-huh. and I was trying to make a week in Miami work with a week in Fort Lauderdale. So I was staying with a friend. Uh-huh. Now I'm friend, staying with and like hanging out with a bunch of his friends All right. that I don't know really well. So now I'm part of a group. Okay. And they go, we're going to go see Notorious. And I was like, that movie's going to suck. I was like, okay, cool. Let's go. (laughs) And I saw goddamn Notorious. (laughs) And it's like, if you've seen the VH1 behind the music, you can tell they just based the entire thing off VH1 behind the music. But now it's guys you don't recognize who clearly aren't Notorious (laughs) B.I.G. and clearly aren't Tupac reenacting shit from VH1 behind the music. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sorry to anybody that liked that movie, but that's all it was to me. I was gonna say, I guess no one's done a really good hip hop uh, biopic except uh, Straight Outta Compton was pretty. Straight Outta Compton was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. That's one of those things, though. Like, if you're not interested in the group, I don't know if if it's good. I liked N.W.A., so I thought it was good because I, I knew how to like fill in the blanks and stuff. Like, yeah. oh, that's DJ Yellow. I mean, I know they yeah. say it's DJ Yellow and everything, but like, would you care about what's that? Just put the, the cup. I, I'm worried about coasters and shit. I, I, I'm a first time furniture. Would, are there any owner, coasters? So I don't. This, would you care about like the little things about DOC? I, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> would someone else? Because they're just like, yo, this guy DOC got in a car accident. Oh, yeah. Well, who fucking cares if you don't know who NWA and DOC oh, is? Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess there is a lot of stuff for people who like A lot of stuff like that. Story. 
And where the fuck was Arabian Prince? That's what I want to know. I mean, not to. It's funny we shouldn't talk about a movie that's so old, but it's like it's like not old enough to justify talking about it. Was it two years old? It's two years Maybe old. Maybe one year old. Straight out of Compton. Is it from last year? It's two years old. Two years old. All right, you know better. But uh, um, the uh, it was just that thing where the, everything would be like, I'm writing a movie. I think I'll call it Friday. You know what I mean? It's like they had to do that like four times. That's what I'm talking where about. It was so and he goofy, goes, and he goes. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that shit's funny. Come on, dude. Come on. You know fucking um, Chris Tucker made that shit up on the spot anyways. You got knocked the fuck out. God, that's a good fucking movie. Friday. Friday. Yes. Straight out of Compton, very enjoyable. I thought, that's why I thought, um, what was there, that stupid The Wash movie was going to be funny because I figured, I was like in my head, because it's, isn't uh, Friday's written by DJ Pooh and Ice Cube, right? Yes. And so I think DJ Pooh wrote The Wash. So I'm like, maybe he's... You used to think, like, who's the real mastermind? So I'm right, thinking maybe right. it's DJ Pooh. Because you're betting it's not Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, de- you're betting it's a guy named DJ Pooh. That sounds funny to me. Yeah. No, the guy obviously had a sense of humor and a world yeah. of gangster rap. Yeah. He named himself DJ Pooh, which is either shit or like a cute little Pooh bear. So he obviously has a sense of humor either way. And so the wash wasn't good? I never saw that no, one. No, it's not good at all. It's bad. It's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, the Friday thing never panned out. i never seen any of the next Friday movies. They're funny. I think that's like, might have been like, isn't that like Cat's, Cat Williams' big like... Breakout role? It might be. One of his many breakout I just roles. remember Cat Williams was all of a sudden on the scene with an HBO special going, I'm a pimp! You know, talking mm-hmm. about how he's a pimp. Well, it's just like America still manages... I guess with Kevin Hart, they were kind of on time with it, but it's like... I mean, by the time like mainstream media realizes a, a, a black comedian is hot, they're selling out theaters. Absolutely. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. It's just like Absolutely. Hollywood just sleeps on it until yeah, they can't. Yeah. Until they literally... They're like, well, can we get our, like, whatever percent of this yeah, shit? Yeah. I mean, like, literally till, till the last minute, till, till after yeah. it's, like, almost too late. They like that. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. I did a, Tasha, uh, a show opening for Tasha in uh, 2009 in Florida. It was a college. And we got there and we realized the... Um, which I didn't really care because I was just doing 15 minutes. But it was like they... Double booked on purpose. They double booked, booked Tosh and Kevin Hart on the same show in a gymnasium. And, and Tosh and Kevin both booked openers, me and some other guy. Did they know each other? No, not really. I mean, they were both big enough to like know of each other and everything. Uh-huh. And so that's in well, Kevin uh, Hart's opener goes up. Uh huh. Then I go up. Uh huh. Then Kevin Hart goes up. No. <laughs> then Tosh goes up. <laughs> and the weirdest part of it is like everyone's like like really unsure of it because now you got like a two and a half hour show. Yeah. And I'll just never forget it was me and Tosh and Tosh's girlfriend and Tosh's dog in a. There's no green room because it's a college. Jesus. We're in a fucking football locker room <laughs> just before the show going. You know he's like, how's this gonna work? He wasn't losing his cool at all, but he was just like this. I don't like this. Why didn't Kevin Hart close it out? It was 2009, and Kevin Hart wasn't as big as he is now. But even if he's not big as far as popularity goes, his act is... I don't want anyone... 
Act outs and like big physical comedy is like the only thing that's really unfollowable. I'm and with not even you. if it's good. And he's good at it. <laughs> I know. I'm with you and I miss that conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know why. Cause all Daniel does is speak <laughs> little act outs here and there. Uh, but not like high energy or anything. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I really don't know that's- why that happened. But if I was like, you're right. If I was in charge, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I clearly wasn't. Yeah. Well, you never know if it's like an ego thing on Tosh's part, or you know, or who who, or if it's an ego thing even on Kevin's part. Like, who knows? You know, like trying to blow him out of the water. People do. There's. I love the stories about um, the Who and Jimi Hendrix at yeah. uh, at Monterey, right. where like I think the Who was supposed to close it out. They know because this is this is Jimmy's debut in America, but they seen him in England. Yeah, and they know what he does. And yeah, they're, I, supposedly they're like begging him. They're like, "Please let us. We don't want to close." Well, down. it really comes down to like Jimmy does all this great shit, and he breaks his guitar. Well, so did the Who. Yeah, no, but the Who they're like really good, but the, like their big thing was breaking the guitar. Yeah, and then Jimmy just breaks the guitar, even though he just crushed it. Well, like Jimmy didn't mean to break the guitar. No, but he took he took it to the next level, and that so they break all the shit. Yeah, then he goes, and he's just better because he's him. He's Jimmy Hendrix, and then he fucks his guitar, and then lights it on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just the smash shit. their guitars. <laughs> he fucks it <laughs> and burns it. Yeah. So that's how you, that's how you take stuff it up. After he just crushed it too, like he's the best guitar player, dude. It's crazy. And there's like he. By I, the way, he didn't fuck the guitar. He made love. To yeah, the you're guitar. right. You're right. Oh, my, bad. my bad. My <laughs> bad. Have you seen? Have you seen the Aunt Monterey? Yeah. The, the cool thing is like, and you don't know if it's like edited that way or not, but like they edited in like these pictures of like white people's like minds being literally being blown. Like they they look like they're like, what the fuck is right. this? Right. They look so like they're just like, Wah. yeah. It's like it's incredible. I love it. Yeah. It's I so, love that it's so footage. Cool. Yeah. I love that. It probably is edited a little bit that those white people are like, oh my yeah. God, they're also on acid for the first time. Yeah. So they might just, they might, <laughs> yeah, they might just be like, this is just too much. Yeah. There's, I love that shit. There's I also love- that, that, uh, you ever seen the two life crew on Donahue show? No. That's great. how does that go down? Oh, it's really funny. They, 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 just, they, they said more than cash me outside. Oh, dude. It's like, it's so filthy. And there's just a lot of like old ladies, like it's they. So they show the audience, and it, it's. I don't think it's edited. I think there's like old people that being like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. And then there's like one like dude's face, like he's like smirking. Like one white dude is like, "This is awesome," because <laughs> it is awesome, dude. He's just super dirty. He's talking about how he wants to fuck over a Casio beat. Yeah, and 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 there's just girls dancing in in the in the aisles. Yeah, it's gratuitous. Like it's yeah. it's like gratuitous fun. Yeah, it's it's like spring break music. Yeah, it's just over the top. I remember being in summer camp and like kids going, "Hey, they got this R-rated rap now." Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, they just get up there, they curse." Thumbs. He's like, "They got one th- part. The guys just like suck, 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 suck my dick." I don't know if that's like a real song. <laughs> I never really got into uh, Two Life Crew that much. Me neither. Because it's kind of unlistenable. Yeah. Um, well, it's very repetitive. It's dance. It's dancey more than like... There was one song that we used to blast out of our car just to be assholes in like 92, and we're probably late to the party. Um, it's yeah. called Face Down, Ass Up. Yeah, Face Down, Ass Up. That's the way I like to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's three verses about how they're tired of missionary. Yeah. And now they want to fuck doggy style. <laughs> 
So you, three verses. We get dude. it. Uh, we get it. The first first verse. We get yeah. it with the chorus. It's but pretty much just I, a thought that pops into your head, and you go, "All right, let's let's try another angle here." <laughs> they dedicated three minutes to this idea. Yeah, that's, that's the way we'd like to fuck. That that's shit's so, so funny. great. So disgusting. It tells. Well, I shouldn't tell his joke. He's got uh, a joke where he's a line, but it's already wanna, out. I don't want. No, it's not out. Oh, so I don't want to burn it. it for him. But um, yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I I had an idea that. I don't even know if we should say this much. I'll, I'll edit it out if it's if it's a big deal. But you were telling me that like Attell's style is he does comedy as if no one's listening. That's the way he developed his style. Mm, not well. Uh, he de- he he started comedy when it was more combative rooms where people are drunk, where people aren't listening, or not even not listening, but like yelling. He had to be ready for someone yeah, maniac yeah, yeah, to yeah. yell some shit at him. Right. He had to handle it. Right. Yeah. So I went up in Greenwich Village last night and I started <laughs> in and I could tell like not everybody's listening and shit. And uh-huh. I was just, it just popped into my head what you said. Uh-huh. Like comedy like that. And I was uh-huh. just like, I went, I like, I might raise my energy huge. Really? I Did- maybe could have followed Kevin Hart for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I just went, works. I just like went all out for it. Like, like, okay, like they're going to need some momentum here. It's just like, it's not something I've never done before. But it just popped into my head what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool when you like realize that shit. Like, it's like, oh, this calls for that. Let's I, go. I, I just can't believe how like I'm still like so many years in it. Like I still make very basic, like dumb mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. Like all the time. Of course. Like it's really, of course. I think it's ridiculous that I'm still making them. Like, yeah, but like I think it happens to everybody, and you can always see comics afterwards talking. And like in that movie, uh, comedian with Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. he's talking about how he made a rookie mistake. He's like, I made a rookie mistake. Oh, really? And he's Seinfeld. That's cool. You know, yeah. that that is that is nice to hear. Like, and he also went up and he was like, "How fucking famous <laughs> do you have to be for people to listen to you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I couldn't be any more big. <laughs> and these fuckers didn't give a shit. They were just talking. Man. Ugh. <laughs> what are some, this, the rookie mistake he brings up in the movie is, and I think he might have been talking about Orny Adams too. He might have been like, well, Orny I'm not Adams sure who made the rookie mistake. Opening with the new stuff? Opening with the new stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, that is, I, I never do that. Yeah. But also, Seinfeld's a bit, a little bit of a pussy when it comes to new stuff. Okay. Like, yeah. Clearly, he has. Right, know, he, he likes this, the old stuff. He just does the same act over and over. Yeah, and yeah, push yeah, yeah. It out. But uh, but I I never make that mistake. Maybe because it's been ingrained from that thing. But I feel like you have to get him on your side. But like, there's the thing where there's the trick that I kind of learned from Nate Bargetti and from other New York people where it's like you just kind of like riff off some bullshit in the room right yes. up front first, and then um. And so it wor- either it works and you do something in the moment or it doesn't work and it shows confidence that you are willing to risk it. Right. Which what's the interesting thing is I brought that up to some female comics. I don't know if I've told you this before. Uh-oh. And they were like, you can't as a, a female comic can't do that. In fact, they don't have they don't need one joke that works. They need like three bangers <laughs> out the gate. <laughs> right. Because and it's not and they and they were saying it was very interesting. It was like it was it was not this might have been a Karen Kilgariff. And Jamie Lee, because I work with them in a writer's room. Uh-huh. And they were saying, maybe it was Karen's theory more. It was also, it was like, it's not that they think women aren't funny. It's that they're more concerned for them. Okay. Like, everyone's nervous that they're not going to be good. Even if yeah. they if, even if they want them to be good, they don't want 
to see the woman, a woman, you know, everyone, women and men think women are more fragile. So they want it. They need to know that it's going to go well because yeah. everyone's like, "Ugh, I don't want to see this person right. not do well," just for their own sake, as much as for the their own entertainment. So there's a tenseness, yeah, and you just which have doesn't to, lend itself to laughing. Yeah, well, it's also it's yes, and also it's just it just it goes with that thing we hear about like women having problems with like corporate America, where it's like they just don't have they're just not that confident in a man. You know, you see a man and everyone, men and women. You know, if they're if they're if their mind is wired that way, or like. If they act like they're in charge, they're in charge. You know what I mean? Like, like you will, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and people aren't trying to give women the benefit of the doubt, is what I'm saying. Okay. And that, and that style of going up there and kind of half-assing the first thing is giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Like, I bet they know how to pull out of this. Right. Whereas, like, if it's a dude fucking around, you're like, I bet he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and if it's a woman fucking around, it's like, she doesn't know what she's doing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, especially yeah. since uh, your friend came up with it. She's thought about it more than I have. <laughs> yeah, totally. But a- yeah, that totally makes sense, dude. But yeah, I did, I did the old, like, uh, I kind of want to do new stuff, so I'm going to, like, like, do a kind of, like... I just whenever I try and be more conversational, it's like almost always a mistake. Like I should just deliver the shit out of every joke in any situation, and it doesn't matter. There's no playing right. the energy of the room. There's no I'm trying new stuff, so I want to be looser. It's like I gotta deliver the fucking jokes, yeah, or they don't work. And I did True. that. I did that the other night, and then I like I bailed in the middle of like basically this long chunk that I've been working on. <laughs> after they like they kind of like they still reacted. They didn't. Yeah. It wasn't silence. They reacted, but it was like yeah. oh. Right. Oh, and then after like two like oh's, I was like, I got, I'm out. I bailed, I'm I bailed, out. yeah, yeah, I pushed yeah, yeah. out. I did, and see that that Greenwich Village show I did last night was the second show I did last night. The first show I went up there, kind of like low energy. At a big show, you can do some low energy. You can just get that momentum going. Yeah, but in a small room, you can just see the whole place falling apart <laughs> one by one you know and like ch- ch- you know they brought me up just for the check spot and everything oh that's the but worst it was totally horrible and it check was like horrible man it's not worth and doing. it was almost two hours in and everything you do you shouldn't do those man well i just like my boy told me he had a spot for me and was i just showed up and spot? did the spot i didn't know it was gonna be the check spot that shit's unacceptable i mean it's my like <sighs> Like, uh, cause here, you know, it's uh, showcase rooms in New York, right? For there's listen. always a check spot in New York, right? They don't have that elsewhere, I don't think. Well, there's just not that many showcase comedy clubs. Like, it's kind of a New York thing. Yeah. Showcase comedy. Club. I mean, the store. So is there's also definitely like that. a guy that's going to get the check dropped on him. Yeah. So it's, you know, showcase stuff instead of, you know, headliner club for, for the not in the business people listening is the headliners, like if the, the, with the headliners, the headliner, and then there's like a three-person show with yeah. an opener, a middle, and a headliner. And a showcase show is like every, a bunch of different comics doing like 10 or 15 each. Right. And uh, um, so a lot of the clubs in New York are showcase rooms. And then at some point, they have to drop the checks. So usually before the last comic, they'll have some comic who's not even getting paid go up there, and they suck. And then it's, well, everyone can pay the bill, and they get up and eat the time. That was me on the first show. And then on the <laughs> second show I got there... Um, and the check drop drop guy was going up, and I got to go up after him. So much better. So it was fucking gorgeous. Well, the, dude, but my complaint is this has happened to me several times where they like, I'm closing out the show. I'm like the headlining. I'm the last showcase guy, uh-huh. and I will eat checks. And if you think eating checks when you're headlining a three person show, because then when it's a three person show at a headliner club, 
they drop checks in the middle of your 45, yeah. more or less. This is them dropping them in the first five minutes of your 15. <laughs> like, at the end of the night. Yeah, there I is know. no coming back from that shit. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the over. worst. I mean, they, it's happened to me so many times. Like, I'm really yeah. going to start being like, no. Like, just right. no. Like, right. there's a host. They can go on for longer. Yeah. Or someone else can go up there or whatever, right. dude. Or you can cut my time. I don't give a shit. I'm not going up there for the checks. It's just a waste of everyone's time. The check drop thing is fucking horrible anyways. Yeah. It's just a horrible scenario. Well, it's like every every club that's that's quote unquote known to be like one of the best clubs in America, it's like I mean, granted there's other things besides it, but they also will not have a check drop. One thing they do is they have people pay after the yeah, show. Yeah, they pay afterwards. Uh, which, also, which the audience likes better too, by the way. Everyone does. Who wants yeah. to deal with that in the middle of a show? And also, also they either don't sh- serve food or they have like ways to make them not as distracted by the food. Like not, it's like, it's weird. You, ha- you have to seat people semi uncomfortably in a comedy club yeah. where they kind of get too comfortable mm-hmm. and they think they're at dinner and they start chatting with the fucking people. Yeah. Right there yeah. And yeah. They're yeah. watching fucking medieval times or some bullshit where they're like half watching the show, half fucking chatting up. Sometimes people like the food so much you can just see them like looking for the waiter. <laughs> Like, oh, dude, I need another fucking plate of nachos. And the alcoholics are like, where's my next fucking drink, dude? Yeah. This isn't funny. (laughs) That's why they get the bucket of beers, which is good and bad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy how slow sometimes those waste staffs can be, but sometimes they're overworked. You know, I don't know how it works, but I mean. That's way harder than doing stand-up. I watch people that work. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the, um, the hour and a half shows at the chain restaurant comedy clubs or any comedy club and they have to do everything by a certain time and they got to run all those credit cards and shit yeah and they got to talk to people a lot of people can't pull it off how many times you've been up there and you hear people be like no 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 i want the uh sliders not the big cheeseburger <laughs> the waiter is talking just as loud as that person and like oh my god it's so rough yeah it's it so sucks. rough when you can hear everything up there if there's no monitors on the stage yeah, and you could just hear everything that's going on in the. Uh... Well, that's that's what people don't understand is that like, it's one thing like, and it's sometimes it's disturbing like like people like kind of chatting but far away, but literally if I'm trying to say words and someone else is saying words that I can hear, yes. I can't think. You I can't, can't think. I can't do the act. You can't think. Like it's liter- It's not like it's annoying. It's like I literally can't do what it I'm there to do. Blocks the words. Yeah. That are supposed to come out. Yeah. Your brain gets confused. Yeah. It's people don't understand that, but like people can really fucking derail you if if they if they want to. Yeah, totally. Or sometimes if they don't want to. Yeah. Which is so weird. Like especially, it's okay if you're into something you really know how to do, a joke you really know how to do. But say you're doing it on like a new joke, you're fucked. But I'm I'm also like I'm also because uh, I don't I just don't write set lists that much. Yeah. And if it's like you know usually the way I try and do it, and I don't know if you're the same way as like. Uh, oh, I used to try and do it when I was headlining somewhere a week. What I try and do is kind of like over the first couple of days, I figure out what the 45 I'm doing that yes. week is. And then that's kind of what I do for the weekend. So once I know the order, it's not that bad. But I'm like, when I'm like doing new stuff, I'm doing new stuff. I'm tr- hoping that I remember the old stuff. Yes. And I'm thinking about what the fuck the next joke is going to be. Like, that's a lot of things that's that you're funny. fucking juggling in your mind at once. That's man. something I don't even think about. But it's 100% true. I'm always concerned about the new stuff I'm using. But. Also, what you just said, I'm hoping I remember the old stuff. Oh, yeah. Because you fucking, you don't always remember it. Carlin, I remember Carlin in an in interview was more talking about how like, I, at the time I thought it was just because he was old, but maybe he was just talking as a stand-up. Yeah. Thing, it's like, you just, it's kind of like, and it is a weird thing where you just like kind of have faith, like that the word will be there. 
It like, comes worry about so it, often. And the word is just there. Every once in a while, it's not there, and it's fucking confusing. Has that, I, I think it's happened to me maybe once. It really hasn't. It hasn't happened. Like I'm, I'm always shocked. Uh, I don't. I'm like I don't know. It's kind of that shit where like um, you know, you took a language class, like a Spanish class in high school, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, twenty years later, you like you know the word. It's shit like yes. that, but like whole bits. I know. Like it's I, crazy. I, I haven't done this in years, and it's still. All stored in there. It's in there, dude. Yeah, I don't know where it is. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I guess you repeat shit enough times, you know, it's just like it's 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 the same as muscle memory. Yeah. It's the same as swinging a baseball bat yeah, or something. Or like, you know, how like like uh if I think my grandma, she would like always show off because she was old and she was losing her memory, but she like remembered the like the, she, they made her learn the Gettysburg address. Yeah. And she could say the first she could like still say the first few lines, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like show off with that, you know? Yeah, so. on this on this podcast a couple months ago, I was doing like so my friend was playing House of Pain songs and I was like spitting out all the lyrics. It's crazy, right? Like I knew them. It's such a <laughs> <laughs> And I don't listen to House of Pain. Which is interesting. I wonder if you have limited like Memory real estate in your head. I don't think so. I think like as long as you spend a lot of time on it, it's it's there. They say you don't use and Jesus Christ, I don't even know if it's true that you don't use all your brain. I think you got plenty of room up there. It's just like so much. It's like fucking terabytes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I guess it's just weird that it's like you just keep stacking stuff in there. Just endless storage is pretty crazy. No, you forget some things. Forget a lot of shit. Yeah, you forget a lot of shit. I think there is limited. I think that's why you forget so much shit. Okay. I'm like always like, dude, especially because like so much of like, I mean, still, but also early stand up years where like I'm so like drunk or high or something like that a lot yeah. of the times that people will tell me some shit that like I'm like, I don't, that sounds awesome. I don't remember it. People tell me that stuff yeah. all the time. Right? You said this. I love your joke about this. <laughs> and you throw away a lot of stuff. If it doesn't become part of the act, it gets thrown away. Well, the act thing I can remember more. I'm talking yeah. about like just shit that happened. Like yeah, we yeah, did yeah, this yeah. and you were like that. And afterwards I'm like, what? Like I just yeah. have no memory at all. I'm coming up on 20 years of this bullshit. You know that? Really? Since I started open mics. 19, I just had my 19 year anniversary. Wow. A stand up. That's crazy. And so the first three years were just open mics. That's just like lost material because that's like <laughs> try it once and then like there was no gig to do it at and what uh, am i gonna do go back to the open mic and <laughs> you know what i mean like what am i gonna do do the same stuff over and over again at the open mic i would it was like a traveling circus it was like the same people at every open mic yeah i mean that is the problem where especially here like i don't know how people start here it's like you're just yeah you're just performing in front For of the comics. comics so how are you gonna work the same bit over and over but in san francisco there was audience yeah okay that's cool but i would always try something new i guess i can't remember i i mean i have the you always try something new and at an open mic it's no risk i think about like i would always how nervous like as i used to get about doing five minutes it's five minutes you were off that fucking stage and if you left early no one's getting mad at you yeah <laughs> People are happy if you leave early yeah. at the open mic. Then they get to go up. I wish I. I mean, I have I have all the tapes somewhere, and I have I have like a a CD that's a, like six months of me in a comedy. I have a video of me like a month in. Yeah, I'm already doing like 15 minutes. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> no, I used to do like 15 minutes, and I'd go like I'd have all this high energy. I'd I'd, I'd fake it. It's another thing Atel said. Volume plus confidence equals funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd do it, man. I'd just like fucking turn up the volume, <laughs> fucking scream and yell. And I sounded like I really meant what I was saying. 
Where, wait, where did you start? I started in Los Angeles, California. Man. Which uh, a lot of people have. Like Ari started out there. Segura started out there. I know uh, you're not supposed to. The thing is you, you start in the valley. Oh, you start in the smart. valley. There's tons of open mics to do. I bet it's a different world, though, now, man. We have no idea what it's like. No, I'm sure it's very different now. It's just with so many comedians. I'm so glad there was no YouTube for me to put my early shit up on. I mean, there's plenty of early stuff up there. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, something from 1999. I mean, that's true, but I don't know. I feel like if I was if I came up more naturally, like, social media was just, just in, existed yeah. while I was growing up, I would be like... I would have been a master of it. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, of course. Like, why not? Yeah, Which is second nature. It's what you do anyway. I'm told. Yeah, no, it's what just what young people do. Yeah, they just do it. Yeah, I'm so falling off. I don't I, do anything. I got. I, I I don't tweet anymore. I don't Instagram anymore. I take the, pictures and I write things down, but I don't send them out to anybody. I take pictures and send them to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> this one on one. Like here, you'll get this. Yeah, you man. know, I, I'm gonna, I gotta get back into it. I just feel weird putting out random thoughts at this point. I got a, I got burned on a Facebook once. Oh yeah, by trying to just kind of, I had like a political like, I was like, I thought I didn't, a, I didn't know how Facebook worked. I thought Facebook was just like only my. I was like, everyone on here is. I thought the only people who can see this are people who are my friends. Yeah. So I had a, like an opinion. I had a theory about like some political thing. I wanted to know. I was legit. Was yeah. like, this is a good. Like, this is like so stupid. Like, I don't. Want, it wasn't that long ago. Rookie mistake. But, but I should have known better. It was yeah. like I was like this. I I was like I couldn't. I have like two friends that know a lot about politics. I tried to call <laughs> them to ask them what they thought. Yeah. I couldn't get them on the phone. So I'm like, let's find. Let's ask the internet. Send up the bad signal. Yeah, and uh, and it was like, and so what happens though is that if if someone comments on it. Then all their friends could see it too, ah, which I did not know. I didn't know that. Yes. So then it comes up in their feeds, or at least it, well, that's how the algorithm was working at that time. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it got like way bigger, and I got this this lady who's like a, um, I mean, I think like literally, like not like a social justice warrior, like like someone would make like like that mocking term. I think she literally is that. No kidding. Like a blogger. Uh, uh, like she's an activist, a blogger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She on, knows. She thinks about it all day long. Yes, and she got on me, and dude, she sent like she like tweeted about it, and it was oh like, just god. like getting all this shit all day, and like that really just turned me off to the whole. thing. Oh my god, no, I hate it. As, as soon as like politics got crazy, even just the things we briefly talked about on this podcast, we faced like animosity, and like people were coming after us. Like, the show sucks now. It's too political. It was just like one episode where we were talking about Donald Trump. I swear to God, like wow. one episode. And, people and like crazy. everyone everyone got upset. And I was like, I don't even want to fuck with this shit. My my movie reviewer, who you still haven't oh, yeah. like I've, met or I've, heard of, he gets kicked off Facebook all the time. Oh, yeah, for the and it's probably because of this uh, algorithm you're talking about. Like, they people must like constantly be seeing what he's writing because he's always getting in trouble. And people have written me. They were like, someone wrote me and was like, "Hey, we were gonna go see you." The guy's full of shit. So like, we're gonna come see you the next time you went to Kansas, but we found out you're associated with this guy, and, which is total bullshit. He's trying but to still, get that guy fired still, from a podcast. Yeah, I know it was total bullshit. But still, I'm like, wow, he's pissing off this guy in Kansas. It was still news to me. 
Well, it's just, it's just he's probably commenting on other people's shit. And those other people, you know, it's like are attached to these other people that they don't even know. Yeah. And then they just look at it and they argue all day. Right. But it's like, it just really pissed me off. And it was also like, my point, I've since seen my point in like very like high end like blogs and think pieces and opinion. Like I was right. What I yeah. said was fucking right. Maybe yeah. I said it the wrong way, but what I said was right. And this bitch just came after me. Yeah. And she was so shitty about it. Oh my God. So shitty about it. Yeah, that's weird when you can tell you're being perceived the wrong way. I was in a green room yeah. one time, and I said, and I really wanted this salad that the Miami Improv had, that the Fort Lauderdale Improv had. I was like, I've been thinking about this steak salad all day. Oh, that sounds good. And I just met this girl. Mm-hmm. She's doing a guest spot. And I was like, oh, man, the steak salad isn't on the menu anymore? I'm like, of course you can't complain about it. I go, and I even kind of knew, cause she's like in her twenties and she's like kind of like an old comic, uh, like an LA comic. Okay. I go, I said something like, uh, I'm like, of course you can't complain that there's no salad on the menu that you like, cause then it sounds kind of feminine. <laughs> and she was just like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she, I could tell she was like a little pissed at me. And I was like, all right, you got me all wrong. <laughs> you got me all wrong. I'm making fun of myself. Come on. <laughs> But um, I, w- I was caught up because I was using the phrase like political correctness. And you know that word's been like flipped and twisted. So it's like different sides are talking about it now. And at this point, complaining that, oh, I'm not politically correct is basically a way for like right wing people to say like I could say racist yes, shit. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, But so that's what it is generally. But comedians and in our comedy world have seen how it is real. Yes. It's like com- audiences have changed. Mm-hmm. Audiences have gotten more uptight. Big time. And we've seen it. I mean, and it happened very quickly. And it happened in a very, um, you know, I, I've, I've talked about it. It, used to, it was kind of like my pet issue for a while. And then, like, not my pet issue. It was just like it was something I would think about a lot. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Trump came and made everything else seem like everything seems silly, you know? Exactly. But, but, um, it's just a different. So I was using the phrase in the way that, like, Generally, and but also that way, and then someone super left thought of it as like, oh, so saying like political correctness is good because it's like, yeah, you can't say racist, homophobic right, shit, right, 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 which right. it is good, but right. that's not what I meant. You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not what I was talking about. Yeah, and so it just becomes a big argument. Yeah, yeah. over nothing. Yeah, I hate it. it I sucked. hate. I hate that modern. Yeah. Well, culture. honestly, the argument was also. I'm mean, not to just rehash this whole thing. To, to yeah, play, yeah. But it yeah. was. It was about how basically, like, all the outrage and shit becomes this about political correctness. It's like gone too far, and the outrage starts. It starts to become like a boy who cries wolf thing, where yeah. if everything is the worst thing. If every day there's something racist and crazy, then you can't see when the real racist crazy shit happens. That's kind of how the left. And Democrats are fucking up right now, dude. Total, dude. That's how Trump. How you stopped? Started ignoring Trump every fucking day. It's something crazy. Every day it's the end of the world, and so you start going, you start tuning out. Yeah, because it never turns into the end of the world. Exactly. You get fatigue. Yeah, you get fatigue from it. And it worked. Mm -hmm. So basically, my point was right. You're, you she are was right. wrong, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. said either I said it the wrong way, or I just caught, or or this lady was a, is a fucking bitch. Is what listen, I think. it's this lady's thing or job or whatever mm-hmm. to be on the internet all day long, yeah, crying, and at a certain point, it starts to seem like 
you're just becoming like a professional victim or something. It's just like, oh my god, like I well, was offended. A, well, not a, not just a victim, but also like a troll, like mm-hmm. like getting other people Police. angry at something. Like yeah, their yeah, job yeah. is to it's to generate the pot. I mean, literally, yeah. it's a, it's clickbait. So she gets people angry, so they can follow. They're her followers, and she's like, look at all this shit, and then everyone gets angry, and it's like a. Uh, uh, you know, everyone attacks this person, and everyone feels like they did something good for the day. Yeah, which is like attacking one person. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, all that outrage. You know, Moshe's Moshe Kasher's uh, show. The first episode, the pilot was supposed to be about like, like internet outrage, and it's crazy how many times like people have just gone after like the wrong person, or like okay. it's portrayed one way, and it's like that's just not like what happened. You know, right. like uh, like there was something where like um. Some military funeral, I forget. It was like a military funeral, and the people like driving the casket there like pulled over at a rest stop, and like there's something where it's supposed to like it has to go straight there or yeah, something. Yeah. It has to go straight there, right? And like people went nuts. They're like, we got to fire these. And it's like, dude, what it was was like it was seventy something year old dudes driving the casket. This is their only job, and they have to pee because they're seventy something right. year old dudes. <laughs> right? They have to pee. Yeah. And it was just like became this huge thing, you know, and they and they got they got a uh, super they got they got fired from it. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Like what they 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 have nothing. Yeah. Like, what's the point? What about and we've seen this in our stand-up comedy community. What? People getting outed on social media on like sex crime charges. Yeah. No court yeah. No, nothing. Yeah, it's real crazy. I can think of one guy that's just like two guys that haven't even like touched their Facebook. I'm not friends with them. Yeah. Haven't even touched their Facebook account since they were been outed. Yeah. And like they might be or they might not be guilty, but it's just like somebody just said and then everyone piles on. Yeah. Like, fuck them. I always knew that guy. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, a piece of shit. It's it's pretty crazy and it's and it's just it's it's I mean, it's such a crazy issue because, like, you, I try to learn more about it and all that kind of stuff, and it is like something that's like it's super hard to prove. Yeah, you know, and and like, and it's and it's. Uh, um, On one hand, I feel I feel for the females. They, totally, they, they they like hardly ever get justice, or they've yeah. had a hard time getting justice in the past. Yeah, and they feel like, all right, well, if I'm not going to get justice in the court of law, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. I'm gonna yeah. take it in my own hands. Yeah, but it's it's not. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a reason why someone is. Innocent until proven guilty. Right. And there's, and, and I, you know what, and I can't believe no one's ever pointed this out, but I've, I thought about it late after like it was like the peak of all the rape accusations with, <laughs> in comedy. That rape of, season that yeah, was going yeah, on. The, the season of the rape. Um, but, um, but it's like, you, you talk about that, but like, and I can't believe no one brought it up. Like the flip side is like how many, um, like black dudes, Got accused of raping a white woman and got lynched for that. Oh, like we've like don't pretend like the the dark flip side doesn't exist. Oh, it yeah, does exist. Yeah. And also statistics and numbers are one thing, and it's different when it's your person. And I, yeah. I know, I know, man. I mean, someone is someone is the mother or father or brother or friend of a rapist. That's how yeah. it works. They're not just loners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy when your friend does, and maybe that person actually did it, but it's like yeah. just because you're like all these times accusers are are. Are uh, are are guilty, but they're never prosecuted. Or they're given slaps on the wrist, and that's fucked up every single time that happens to them. But it's also fucked up any single time when someone who's not guilty, yeah, gets accused of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's just it's it's both ways. It's really there's no winning. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's all fucked up, and people don't. It's it's just all really complicated. 
And people don't talk about like, um, oh, this is going to get us all in trouble and shit. I think we're fine so far. Well, we'll see what it works. I think it we're goes. playing by the rules, and I'll let you listen to this first if you want to. <laughs> well, you have the copy, so you can just listen to it. But uh, um, like, um, like that old the um, affirmative consent thing. Do you know they do that on college campuses now? I heard about that since I was in college, I, and, and certain colleges did it, where it's like, okay, I'm going to touch your left breast now. Yeah. And then you touch the left breast. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Which makes you seem like a real pussy. It just <laughs> that's not... just a joke. <laughs> that's just a joke. We have to clarify jokes here, folks. I just think it's like it's not. There's like things where it's like, what if both people are drunk? What if you know? What if both people are equally drunk? Uh, who's, who's you know? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. We're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, what if both people are drunk? I ain't saying shit. <laughs> or what if? Uh, or what if? Or also that affirmative consent thing. It's like it's so what. What what everyone finds attractive is confidence. Yeah. Asking permission to do something is not a confident move. That's kind of what I was just saying. Yes. So I get why they have that. I get why they have it. It's a clear cut way. Dude, but man, it, it messes up a man's game. Well, just, I'm just saying, dude, it doesn't mess, just mess up a man's game. It messes up like a woman's game. Like, right. like dude, women will like, will like not, and maybe, maybe this will be a change. Maybe they'll, male people change from this, but like, yeah. dude, it's like, you have to show you're confident. You have to like kind of go after it. Like, oh, here's here's something that wait, was it was it you or someone was telling me about that bumble thing? No, it was my friend. Okay. My good. friend was telling me Thank about Bumble. God. And yeah, it wasn't you. It was not you. <laughs> no, but this is a very this is a very good example of this stuff. This is a very good example of stuff. Okay. So Bumble, the way the app works, and I haven't used it, so I, I could be getting this wrong. This is from memory from my friend explaining it. The way the app works is if you both swiped on each other. Then the woman has to say something to you first. You yes. don't get to say anything to her. Yes. And she has 24 hours after you both swipe. Yes. But after, right before, uh, you can also, the only, the only agency that a dude has is you can extend that 24 hours right. to a second 24 hours yes. to make it 48 hours. And this is what this dude figured out. He was matched with all these people. 24 hours would go. They wouldn't say shit. Yeah. Matched them 24 hours ago. They wouldn't say shit. Then what he had to do was, Right before the ex- expiration, he had to extend it. So still, yeah, even still in this situation be... that's built to yeah. have women making the first move, the yeah. dude had to make the first move. Right. And so I'm saying like, that's like hard, dude, maybe it's not hardwired, but it's so deeply ingrained and maybe just culturally, but yeah. just at least culturally that, it, I mean, you can't say that that doesn't exist because it right. fucking does. Right. Uh, and it's funny too because the women they do have to go first on this, but all what? you're getting is like hi, <laughs> all right, but all right, balls in your court, motherfucker. Get to it. I just sent you two letters. Get on it. Yeah, but see, that's that's the other thing. even that. Yeah, no, but that's the flip side because a woman saying hi to a dude is so fucking forward. I know it almost makes her not. It, I I don't think it. I don't think this, but I can see how it's like. Like, she's like almost slutty just for saying hi to a random guy, which right. she isn't, and I don't think she's that way. But do you know what I mean? Like, these are these things culturally that are put in our heads. No, you, every time someone says even hi on Bumble, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, she wants to She fuck. must love me. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, you totally. Know? Totally. You know? Man. But, I mean, I don't know. Heavy uh, shit. Have I said some? Have I said anything fucked up yet? You've said nothing fucked up. All right, up. we'll see. We'll see when the comments start pouring in. I hate things that are. I just hate things that are on tape. <laughs> I go. That's clearly. I go over this podcast all the time, and I go. 
that's clearly not offensive. Uh huh. But it is just kind of permanent. Yeah. And it is close to well, close. It's close. Like some things are just close. And then like 250 episodes go by. And now there's just 250 hours of, of what I said. Some shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty. I crazy. don't like it. I'll be honest with you. I don't <laughs> like it. It is nuts. I mean, the, I mean, the other thing about this is that we are having this conversation as dudes from a dude side. It'd be nice if there was a woman side, someone to record yeah. on this shit. But there isn't. So there it is, is what it is. You know, <laughs> we didn't call any. There's only two mics. <laughs> we didn't call any girls. Well, but uh, yeah. All that shit. I don't know how we got into this. This is like a heavier than usual one. Yeah. It was just all about like getting on. We, we don't go on social media anymore. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, is this social is social media. media. That's my lane is yeah. I could do a podcast. I kind of like that because it's just, even though it is on tape, it's still, the moments still are kind of fleeting in a way. Do you, not, still you don't going. interact with people, huh? Huh? Do you interact with commenters and fans? Uh, yeah, to some degree. Okay. Cause I was like, the one thing about it is kind of like, in a way, not, not passive, but it's not that like super interaction of like, it's not a Twitter. super interaction. It's not a, it's not an immediate converse. It's a conversation on a very small scale with you and me. Yeah. Whereas every other social media thing is like a global conversation with everybody who follows you. And see, that's the thing. Like, I know I should interact more. Yeah. But there's something kind of gross about it to me. And it's usually, I don't know, people sending me like weird humor. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. This week. Yeah. Uh, lead singer of, um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park just committed suicide. Yeah. And somebody sent me, two people sent me, and I'm not <laughs> shitting on these guys. Uh-huh. They're fucking cool guys. One of them I, I know kind of well. Uh huh. He shows up at a lot of shows of mine. Um, they were like, Hey man, what's his name? Must have heard what you said about him. Cause there's an episode of your mom's house podcast like four years ago uh-huh. where I talk about how I don't like Lincoln Park at all. Dude. Rest and in everyone peace, sent me that band sucks. And that's how I saw that. And I was like, dude, this shit's serious to me. Like I was like, Oh, you felt bad. God, you felt bad or you felt like they were being stupid. for, for saying I felt that. really bad that I would say anything negative about somebody that would kill themselves and uh and i didn't like find it out that way <laughs> do you know what i mean like that is just an example of how like gross social media can be that's funny you felt guilty well i just didn't feel good because yeah, sure. i f- i feel for anybody in anybody's family where there's a suicide i really yeah. do okay yeah um and this this but- and also like there's no reason to get like I mean, we should be old enough. It's like, I don't know. I guess when I was younger, I was like, that band sucks. They deserve to die. And it's like, no one deserves to die because they make bad music. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, just, I, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I even say four years ago? <laughs> what did I even say? I knew I had like strong feelings against. Did you see Jesselneck's tweet of the, about, about it? No. Oh, so I really guess funny. I shouldn't worry about it at all. No, huh? no, not at all. Like, uh, just this week. Should I read it? Or is that. Lame. Go ahead. No, it'll probably make me feel better. It's really funny. It's um, this is like the day he died, and he tweeted. Hold on, I took a screenshot because I just thought it was so funny. Tosh said some ill shit about Heath Ledger. Oh, really? They said the suicide note was ten things I hate about me. <laughs> 
That's funny. <laughs> I think he just said it on stage. And uh, Jessica says, uh, if you're dealing with depression or think a Jay-Z Linkin Park mashup is a good idea, please seek help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty mild. I think that's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, so no, that's just an example. I wasn't like totally upset by that. Yeah. But it's like, I think there's like a lot of like crude humor that comes your way. And a lot of hacky humor that comes your way. Oh, online. yeah. Dude, you're interacting with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know who these people And that's are. kind of what I don't like about it. I feel like I'm on an even playing field with people that are just like accountants and stuff. <laughs> I feel like there's just so many people online. Yeah. And I'm just you. like another guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Even if you're verified, it doesn't matter. Like, the difference between signing up for a Twitter account and doing that first open mic, there's so much difference. Wow, that's a good point. I've never heard someone put it that way. I, I mean, it's true. Like, the shittiest yeah. first-time open micer still has so much more right to comment. He's got the balls to go up there and his face and his fucking probably his real name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the it, the, the the anonymity of the web makes people, turns people into I've been animals. heckled by so many fucking eggs. Yeah. With <laughs> numbers as names. They're just fucking crazy kids, probably. I know they are. They, yeah. they just don't think. They just don't think about it. They don't know. Yeah. How kind of? And I mean, listen, you're up for it. If you get on TV and you open your own Twitter account, you are a target. I guess you shouldn't have to be, man. There's like, it's too bad that our 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 action our president is an active dude internet troll dude because there needs to be laws about how people harassing people online because it's it's not right. It's not right the, the way the way people are, are doing people right now. Did you now. see Kristen Stewart's monologue on SNL? No. She was talking about how like Donald Trump was trolling her when she broke up with her boyfriend from Twilight, that Robert Pattinson guy. He was? Yeah, this was years ago. It was before he was a president, but he was still like... She goes, that's amazing that the president of the United States tweeted about me. What's even more amazing is he did it 14 more times. <laughs> Trump was obsessed with her and that Robert Pattinson guy breaking up. And he's what? just hammering her and shitting on her like he and should... taking what the was opposition. The opposition was like Robert Pattinson could do better. Kristen Stewart is scum. That type of thing. And that's the, that's what, that's so what... she's getting trolled by at that point still like still somebody, a high profile guy. It's still kind of like out of line for the head of a company. Say the head of Exxon was trolling Kristen Stewart. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What, what is that? That's, dude, how about, how about any person above, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, above 60 doing that. What is with your time? What is with your life? What is with you, dude? <laughs> what is with you? You got kids, you got a business or, Let's say a country to run. <laughs> the fuck you doing? Uh, the fuck you doing? And I love how Melania is like, I want to, st- my, my pet project is going to be uh, anti-bullying. That's so ironic. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Really? That's ridiculous. He's like the definition of a bully. He bullies other countries. Was it you that someone told me that? Someone's telling me that if... If you get ice cream now at the White House, yeah, everyone gets one scoop. He gets two. Yeah, well, that was like a thing one time. Is that true? It was a thing one time that was in the news. Was it real? It was in the news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> real ice cream. <laughs> Fake news. But I've heard somebody defend him too. How? 
Like, he's the president. Give him two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remember who said that. Because it is a funny joke. That's a good point. Yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, Give the man two scoops, man. That's true. He's that the president. True. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up. I think we did it. Well, I think I, I just... I think we stayed on one topic for the whole thing, which I, is something we don't usually do here. I feel like I jeopardized my career. I, you don't think I said anything bad? Hmm? You don't think I said anything bad? I don't think you said anything bad. And what you're going to do is you're going to listen to this thing I'm first. not going to do that. You know that. Okay. Well, I'll, co- <laughs> I'll comb it. I'll look through it. You don't got to listen to it. I, I was pretty careful. I, I was parsing my words. I'm not drunk. I want to listen to it because like everything is so fucking delicate. Yeah. That it scares the shit out of me. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. It really does. And that's why I'm kind of wary of social me- uh, media, uh, media well, in general. Me, you know what's funny is part of me wants – I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have my girlfriend, Molly, listen to it and she'll tell me if it's offensive. And part of me is like – that's the one person I don't want to listen to this. That's the thing. <laughs> and that's even like part of I'm the I'm just con- kidding, of course. <laughs> well, no, but that is like part of the concern. Yeah. It's almost like you don't want your, the, your, the people closest to you to listen to it. Oh, no. <laughs> because I don't know what I said during this, but I'm sure there's certain things that make my family uncomfortable. Well, you know, here's the other thing is that what we were having... All right, leave this in. And okay. Hopefully people okay. listen to this. What we were having was a conversation. Yeah. And Maybe some of the things I said were wrong. Yeah. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. It doesn't mean I'm an evil person, but on the internet, yeah. if you were to say these things, there's no context. It's also not a conversation. It's more like a statement. It's a statement that becomes people having a, an argument about that statement instead of a dialogue. Right. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. So like freedom of speech used to be a thing because it used to be like very fleeting. And there's something like, yeah. and we kind of lost it in a way. You're very accountable for what you've said. It's it's just funny that like everything we were scared of like a government, an oppressive government doing to us, we have decided to do to ourselves I know. via the internet. I know, I know, I know. Absolutely true. Yeah. And that and that freedom of speech is crazy. Like just like I'm so embarrassed to have like gone to Berkeley and what's going on there and then like it's Dude, such such it's so fucked up. I was talking to somebody and she and she's like, yeah, you know, freedom. There's like a lot of different ways where you don't have freedom of speech. There's a lot of speech that's against the law. And I was like, nah, because we were talking about a comic that got in trouble. You remember okay. the comic that got in trouble in Canada? Yeah, they went in to Canada. jail or got. Well, that's fined. in Canada. That's because that's in Canada. That's in Canada. Yeah, but she was talking about American law, uh-huh. and she said. There's certain things you can't say. And I'm like, no, you can say anything you want. There's freedom of speech. We can't yell fire in a burning and, building. Yeah. And or she in, a, in, a, in a crowded building, sorry. But there's things even more simple than that. Like, you can't do hate speech. I don't think that's true. Yeah, but that's what, like, what the Wikipedia page said. I don't Isn't think that's weird? true because I've seen, I remember, like, the ACLU defended the right of Klan's members to demonstrate in front of, like, in front of, like, Holocaust survivors. Right, right. Or like right. neo-Nazis. I've seen that of, yeah. too and I saw yeah. the cops defending those yeah. people. Yeah, So I didn't know why. She showed me and something you, in print and, and you know, I'm and I'm sorry. like, oh, I guess that's true. No, I don't think so. And you know the other thing about that and this, I'm sorry, I keep going back. Like I said, it used to be my pet thing. I haven't thought about it for a while because Trump occupies my mind. Yeah. But it's like all these crazy like anti- Right wing, because that's what happened in Brooklyn. Like they went crazy because that Milo guy was coming or Milos or whatever. Yeah. Name, and they start like rioting to stop these right wing people from even speaking at places. And to me, it's like they will like they're wrong. 
Right. So we should be able to listen to anything they say Absolutely. and just trash them with a retort. Verbally or, or written, like like because they're wrong, because they're because they they're not they're irrational, and because because right. because because the left is on the side of, I think personally, the left is on the side of righteousness, and the left is on the side of justice. Yeah, you shouldn't have to shut down these people. Let them talk because they'll hang themselves. Right, because what we have to say is better and proper and just. And you're fucking up your stance if you don't give someone else the right to speak. Yeah, let them speak. They will sound bad, and you could just, you, dude, you can, you should, th- their shit is illogical. Racism is illogical. Right. So you can rationally and using reason tear them down. Right. That's how you tear them down. You don't shut them up. You let them say what they have to say, and then you use being right <laughs> yeah. to turn, to turn them, to tear them apart. Pers- does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I think perspective is lost right now. I think people aren't willing to, Alter their um, perspective for a second. Listen to what someone else says. Yeah. And try to think about it from someone else's perspective. Yeah. And then go, no, that doesn't work for me. People will skip that step now. Yeah. They won't listen to anybody. They go, I know what I know. I'm not listening. Yeah. I'm not listening. I'm not going to entertain any other perspective. They're almost like scared to take on someone else's perspective for a second. Well, uh, two, two things with that. One, like everything is very divided now and it's very much like a team logic. So like I'm from here. This is what we believe. And this is who we back. Yeah. And that's that. Like, I don't care if right or wrong. And team is right. You're almost trying to win a game. Yes, it's team. So that's, it's like that very much with politics. And also, I think you actually, you and I are both pretty empathetic people. Yeah. And, and it's hard to realize, first of all, <laughs> it's, it's hard to realize that A, other people aren't. Yeah. And even us being empathetic people, it's still hard to truly empathize with someone. It's so hard to put yourself Look at something from someone else's point of view, or like really think about it yeah. from from another viewpoint. Right, and it's just, uh, I mean, I, to me, I think empathy is the key for everything. Right, but it's just, it's, 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 it's so, it's so human to be able to do that, and yet it's so difficult for humans to do that. Right, I don't know. Well, here we are. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of this someday. Yeah, we'll probably, probably the next podcast will fix everything. In the meantime, come see me in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities on July 26th. Yeah. And I'll I think be- that's my date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, don't bother to check. Look, check the calendar. Go to the website if you want yeah, to know for sure. There you go. And I'm at a, um, Punchline Sacramento. August 10th. And I'll basically just be giving a speech like I did for the last right. time. Yeah, we'll just talk about politics. No <laughs> jokes. We'll just chastise people for getting on social media as we advertise this shit on social media. Um, I'll be in Sacramento the next day. Yeah. I was going to be in Sacramento August the next 11th. day. But now Matt is going to be in Sacramento uh, the listen, next day. Not my fault. Not a problem. to be continued thanks for listening to the full charge power hour uh we'll see you later bye peace